0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Masterful Collaborations Podcast, brought to you by GMCC in partnership, of course, with the many people and organizations that help bring forth an equitable structure for collaboration and power sharing in areas of food, youth, and well-being. GMCC is gearing up for Women's History Month here in March, and gearing up for the, uh, the real privilege to celebrate some of the great women leaders in our own community, those leaders who Are both out in front and behind the scenes doing masterfully collaborative work in the variety of social impact areas that GMCC is committed to shining more light upon. And today, all right, get ready, everybody. Today, we are honored to have a bit of a GMCC insider. We have a multifaceted leader who is on the board. Of GMCC as well, so we have to be on our best behavior here. Uh, Dr. Narita Hughes is currently the dean of the School of Business, Careers, Education, and Workforce at North Hennepin Community College, but that is—that's uh, just the latest stop on a career of leadership and in developing leaders across multiple sectors. Uh, In addition to her current educational post, she's had uh, prior stints within higher ed where she's actually taught as faculty. Uh, In addition to that, she's led organizational development in the government sector for uh, Ramsey County. And for the last 15 years, and uh, she's uh, um, developing organizations and executives in the corporate space as the CEO of JG Consulting. And if all of those gigs weren't enough, uh, Narita's commitment to leadership, not only in being a leader, but in developing leaders, uh, also took her to the pinnacle of uh, academia, earning her doctorate in leadership from St. Mary's University. So she knows of what she speaks and does. So let's welcome The good doctor, Narita Hughes, to the Masterful Collaborations podcast. Hey, Narita.
1: Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I have to say, just in reading that, uh, (laughs) and and I wrote it, so I knew uh, every word that was coming. I mean, it's a bit exhausting, Narita. You're a bit of an overachiever here. Uh, I mean, (laughs) just a little bit. Well, a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we are uh, very on purpose uh, recording this in women's History Month and so you know think when you think of and I know you're very uh, you're a very humble person uh, but when you think of the history you're making you know with your own personal legacy that you're leaving and of uh, this this trail of of leaders that you're developing along the way what what do you, what do you attribute it to? I mean, here we are in this seminal month, and, and obviously we need to be recognizing our, our, our women leaders and, 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 and the history that they've made uh, really every day. We should be doing it. But this is officially the month. And so as, as you're in, steeped in this month and reflecting on your own sort of, uh, you know, kind of legacy, what, what, to what do you attribute all of this, all of this success?
1: You know, it, it really is surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, I look at, you know, I had a phenomenal you know person to look up to as my mother mm-hmm. who raised myself and my sister. and then also my dad. you know it, it's a rarity and, and it's unfortunate that we say that, but it's a rarity that you know most kids today are are you know being raised in a two parent household. Um, that That's not the norm. you know mm-hmm. it's it's more single parent households that are that are um, kind of across the board, if you will. Um, not to say that those two-parent households are not still there, but I had a great role model, and and I laugh because every time I hear, um, you know, people read a little bit of my bio, I'm like, gosh, <laughs> 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 I need to take some stuff off my plate right, here.
0: Exactly right.
1: <laughs> but it really, it really is an honor to be able to, and I say this, you know, and as you know, I don't necessarily, you know expand or talk a lot about the the things that I do. Um, I am a very humble person when it comes to when people want to give me kudos. I'm like, I'm good. This is just what I do. (laughs) Um, But it really, I really truly believe in this quote, lift as you climb. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I have definitely done that along my path because somebody has done that for me. Several people have done that for me. And it's not just having a mentor, but it's also having somebody that would sponsor you. And that is very different to have somebody as a sponsor versus having a mentor. And what they all have taught me, you know, whether it was somebody that was sponsoring me or whether it was somebody that was mentoring me was, you know, as you climb up the ladder, you need to bring others along with you. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't just be on, on the mountaintop, if you will, by yourself. But it's also acknowledging that I stand on the shoulders of my ancestors that, you know, decades and centuries ago did not have the opportunities that we have today. And even as, you know, an African-American woman and looking at all of the opportunities that lie in front of us, it doesn't mean that we still don't have our disparities. It doesn't mean that I still don't have my challenges as a, you know, as a black woman. But I also acknowledge that there were people that were before me that was not availed the same education opportunities that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. There were
1: people that came before me that had to drink, and my mother was one of them, that had to drink from the water fountain that was labeled colored yeah. um, and, and did not have what I would say you know, a sense of freedom or even liberation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look at where do i attribute this to absolutely i had some strong women role models but i had some strong role models just in general and then also you know kind of coupling that with the sponsors that i have mentioned before people that have you know brought me into rooms that that i know without a doubt that that i probably shouldn't be in those rooms yeah, yeah. um but i'm also a woman of faith and i know god doesn't imp- put you anywhere that you're not supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Oh, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, I, I, and I love the, I love the distinction you're making. I actually haven't heard it before between mentors and sponsors. I think that's so key. What are, what are some, as you think of the sponsors then, because I'm sure they, they've, they've shown up in your path, you know, all the way back, you know, in, in high school and then college and then cre- career wise. Whether or not you want to call any of them out by name, what are some of the? Which you can, by the way. <laughs> but what are some <laughs> of the? What are some of the? What are the? What are some of the consistent kind of traits that you've seen in in the sponsors of your life, and and then if, if, if others who are listening are thinking, you know what I I, I want to kind of make that pivot a little bit, or, or at least think about, because I think everybody understands mentoring, which is Absolutely. great. But what are some of the things about being a sponsor that showed up for you consistently throughout your life?
1: I would say the things that would be different from folks that, you know, I would classify as a mentor versus a sponsor as a sponsor really did um, invest. Hmm. And, and I do mean a monetary investment um, that, you know, it, and I can recall this very vividly when I was pursuing my doctorate. And one of the things that was recommended is you need to have an editor. And I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I don't really have the, you know, I have the money, but I don't have the money. And, oh, I didn't plan on spending all this extra, you know, these extra dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was towards the end. And I had someone that said, um, find out how much it costs and, and I got you. Mm. And I was like, really? Mm. (laughs) And they were like, you have been on this journey for a while. I've, I've been with you on this journey and I want to see you succeed on the other side. And if this is the one hiccup, that's going to prevent you from moving forward because you don't have the financial means right now. I don't want that to be something that's going to stagnate your success.
0: Yeah. Wow. And so
1: having people that just give because of the fact that it's not even the the mantra of it's the right thing to do, but it's the fact that they believe in you so strong Mm -hmm. and they see what you don't even see in yourselves that they want to make sure that you get to that next level. And so I've had people to monetary pour into me, but I've also had people to spiritually pour into me right around the time when I didn't, and it was so ironic because again, God shows up or he has people show up at the right time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I remember having this one particular sponsor and I don't want to call them by names because I don't want to forget anybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I just remember this one particular sponsor saying, if you want to get to the next level and what your, your what your desire, you know, for your career trajectory is, you need to be a part of this specific, um, you know, training opportunity. And, and I'll call out the training opportunity. Um, it's called the Lakin Institute. And it is specifically for, um, you know, people of color, more specifically African-American people that um, have an aspiration to be a community college president. And I looked at that and I said, well, and I was like, oh, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking it's going to take me forever to get a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, in 2019, you know, I applied for it and this particular the eligibility requirements, let me just kind of share those. You sh- you need to be in what they consider an executive level role. Okay. Um, even though, yes, I'm an academic dean, it's not necessarily an executive level role. They really look at the executive level role as uh, like a provost, vice president, mm-hmm. um, you know, or even, you know, chancellor, so to speak, vice chancellor of some sort, depending upon how your educational system is set up. So here I am applying and as a Dean. Mm-hmm. And I said, if this is meant to be, this will happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, you know, worked with my sponsor and I said, um, do I have the right wording? And she's like, you're good. And so, um, when I got the letter, um, literally almost burst into tears. Cause I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and they and they only allow 15 in a cohort. Oh. And so it was myself and actually one other gentleman. We were the only two deans out of this 15 member cohort. And she looked at me and so she said, stop presuming that you don't qualify yourself to be in a position such as this. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at your sponsors, they open up doors that you didn't even realize were being opened. Um, the big thing that I will tell you in education is when positions come about, um, you can either apply on your own or you can be nominated. And I've had sponsors to say I nominated you for this position. Did you get a phone call? And I'm like, actually, I did. <laughs> you know? no, I know. And, and, and I, you know, and I'm kind of wondering, like, well, where, how did this person get my information? You know, that is different from a mentor. A mentor is going to coach you and going to pull out the best of your abilities yeah. to, you know, let you see in yourself what you haven't seen or to allow you to flourish or to think differently. Mentors really kind of help you from a mind shift perspective. But sponsors really do open up those doors. And I remember reading Lean In by Sheryl Sand- Sandberg. Mm-hmm. And I remember she gave, you know, kind of the story of they had these interns and it was, they had a dinner and there wasn't enough, um, you know, wasn't enough seats at the table. And so they kind of sat around the perimeter and, you know, her message was, you know, don't wait to be asked to sit yeah. at the table, grab a chair, grab a folding <laughs> chair and, and make, make your place at the table. And I can honestly say I, I've done that, you know, but I would not have necessarily done that without the help of others that believed in me and that knew of my abilities and said, and and several of them have said, you shortchange yourself. Yeah. And and I said, no. And I was like, I just know where my lane is. And they're like, no, you shortchange yourself. Yeah. And they said, do you know how many people would kill to have the bandwidth that you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to sit back and think about that. And, and it really, you know, I really kind of took it all in. And I said, there's not a lot of people that really could say I've crossed these various industries.
0: Right. right. Um,
1: Most people kind of stick and stay into one area, but to have the bandwidth to understand, you know, private sector, to understand Mm -hmm. public sector, um, you know, to understand how legislation works, um, that's not common. And specifically for somebody at my level to be involved in some of the things that I'm involved with, um, because you're typically heavily involved with programming, um, you know, around academics and how are we in, ensuring student success and persistence and completion and all the all the great things that comes with being an educator. But to really be able to say, not only can I do the, the large visionary mm-hmm. perspective, but then I can also pare it down and say, okay, now here's the core of what we need to do here's yeah. how it needs to be done yeah. and be able to lay it out into plain language so that others can buy in and move us forward
0: yeah totally yeah the operator and, and and I do think that that you know you talk about the gifts that you've been blessed with and I think that fluency across sectors is in and of itself a gift. And then it's a matter of what you do, you know, kind of with it. Um, I, I, uh, I, and, and back to the sponsor thing too. I think I love, I love the word, the verb that you use with sponsors around making an investment. It's an, they're investing uh, financially, their time, their their networks, and I think that is a really great distinction to make. That mentoring is wonderful, uh, um, and yet w- when you make any kind of an investment. You know personally uh you track your investment you know you you want to make sure that what you've invested in uh you know returns (laughs) and so (laughs) and so these these examples that you're giving i think are really helpful to hear um and really encouraging for all of us to think about where we can be doing that how talk a little bit about you talked about your doctorate program and going through that and the investments that were made to help you kind of get that done and over the finish line how where did leadership Um, when did, when did leadership crystallize for you as the thing that you wanted to actually, you know, kind of more formally carve this sort of discipline in this and then, and build the muscle in, cause obviously, I mean, you could have been, you could have gotten your MBA, you could have gotten, I mean, you could have gotten your law degree. I mean, you could, you fairly, you're like a Swiss army knife of capability here. So, so when, when did the leadership focus come into focus for you?
1: i would say the leadership um you know aspect probably really i really honed in probably around the year of 2000
0: okay
1: and um again it was um it was someone that was i i worked uh, retail management but you know it was considered kind of executive retail management and it was our regional director that came to me and said have you ever thought about, you know, getting into training and development? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, you know, again, I'm good. I <laughs> <You> will <know, laughs> keep doing what I'm doing, uh, yeah, you know, right. running my team, helping others. And she said, No, she's like, Narita, you you have a knack that I don't I don't think you're you're really, you know, honed in on. And she said, You have a way to to get people to listen to you, but she said, It's the trust that they believe in you and they don't even know you and i was like well you know i'm good <laughs> And she, she said just hear me out and she said i want to i want to test something with you and and i would love you know for you to kind of get bought into it and what she asked me at that time is she said i want you to really kind of think about what you just do naturally and would you have an interest of being able to do this? But that would mean that you would have to travel from store to store. And there could be potentially times where you would travel out of state. And, and at the time, you know, I had younger children. And, you know, I think at that point I was going through a divorce. So we weren't quite divorced, but we were going through a divorce. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I have three small children at home. How is this going to yeah. work? Um, but I had a strong, what we say, village. Um, you know, that would absolutely step in and watch them and, and do what they, you know, what they needed to do to help me. Yeah. So I took her up on her opportunity um, and I did that for a couple of years. Um, I traveled from city to city, state to state, um, training and developing new leaders. And I I really, one day, I remember going back to my hotel room and I was just exhausted because it, it was literally, I had, stepped foot in that store at eight o'clock and I think I left at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it was a long day of just helping and training and coaching. And I kind of was like, but I kind of like this a little bit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, I wonder, okay, what can I really do with this? How do I really mold uh, and and make this into my own um and could this be something that I really, you know, kind of take off, um, you know, jump in with both feet, if you will, yeah. and move forward. So I began to start reading. I was really into Zig Ziglar back then mm-hmm. and, and Stephen Covey, of course. <laughs> and so I remember reading a couple of those books. I also remember um, reading Who Moved My Cheese.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, wow. And I said, am I stuck? am i really doing the same thing um you know so if you know you know kind of the parable about who moved my cheese the mice you know there's four mice um a pair keeps going to the same go through the same maze and go to the same spot you know because there's this cheese and then all of a sudden the cheese is gone and then they're kind of like now what do we do yeah. whereas the other two mice are like hey the cheese is gone so let's find a different row. Yeah. and so when i you know kind of really dug into that particular parable I was like, okay, that's me, and I said I need to expand, and so I begin to really dig into several leadership books, um, you know, reading John Maxwell, you know, Les Brown, um, Tony Robbins. I mean, all the all the greats that we hear about, yeah. and I was like, I need to, you know, I need to move differently. I need to show up differently if I'm really trying to get to this next level. What is that going to look like? Um, That I did that, like I said, for a couple of years. Then it was like, well, Narita, I think you're you're missing something. You need more, you need more. Mm -hmm. Um, left retail and I was like, okay, now what am I gonna do? And I remember vividly, St. Mary's recruiter called me. And at the time that they had called me, it was probably like November. Um, and they, you know, had gotten my name and I and I think I had probably filled out an interest at one point in time. to pursue my MBA and so they were doing their rounds and saying hey we know you had you know invested but you know you haven't done anything and so I decided to go ahead and I spoken with them and I was like well not not at this time not really interested so as soon as of course December you know I remember this vividly December 6 2006 because it was a year um and uh, and the month after my dad had passed away, and the day so my dad had mm. passed away November sixth of two thousand five, mm. and so next year, next day, next month, um, twelve six oh six. That next day, I called Saint Mary's and I said, "What do I need to do to start in January?"
0: Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and and pursued my you know MBA and, and I'll say this the rest is kind of history yeah. from there but that once I got my MBA it was almost like now the doors have really opened sure um and I knew that I did not want to do retail management anymore I said there's something else out there and I'm not quite sure what um had heard about uh, education, but somebody said, you should really look at men's skew. And I was like, men, who? (laughs) (laughs) And and They were like, and I was like, the first thing I said, I don't want to teach. And they're like, there's other, um, opportunities out there besides teaching. So I had applied for this position that I thought was a great fit for me. Um, I was in the midst of, and so I had applied in 2007. Um, started in 2008, finished up my you know MBA 2009, you know, walked the graduation in 2010. And um, while I was here, that's when my love for education completely shifted hmm. because I was like, wow, I have really missed the boat. Um, I have an opportunity here to make a difference in folks' lives that probably don't even know where their next step is or yeah. where, what their next move is. And that's how I begin to dig in even further and more in depth into my leadership.
0: That's great. Wow. What a great, what a great story. And I just think, you know, you're, I, I think um, you're so effective at helping others find their way and and really understand because you've gone through it yourself. You know, I mean, yes. that, that's, that's such a great example of being very self-aware and and taking very good notes along the way, I'm sure. <laughs> so that yeah. we can help others. That's that's just fantastic. And I love the story of your dad too. Just kind of like all right, pushing you. Along. All right, let's go. Let's, let's yes. it's time. <laughs> and, yeah. And when it's time, it's like, all right, let's do it next month. I love that. So um well hey we we, we usually uh um ask all of our guests uh for for these uh women's history month episodes we ask them to to give a little bit of advice to younger women. But if any younger women have been listening and men for that matter, uh, there has been advice uh, for the last 24 minutes here. So just (laughs) listen carefully and uh, that can be your little homework assignment because we're going to, we're going to actually segue to, uh, to our last question. It's a fun question. Our final fun question for Women's History Month in recognition of all of the great women that have gone before. Um, and so this is the fun question. If you could spend the day with any other woman in history, okay? Uh, it's a, this is a little bit two-part question, uh, but you can handle it because you've, you've got advanced letters here. So, you can handle <laughs> it. so it's a two-part question. You can spend the day with any other woman in history. Uh, who is it going to be? And... How are you going to spend the day with that woman? So you got to tell me who it is, tell us who it is, and how you're going to fill up your day with this woman of history.
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, although I have two in mind, but I think this particular one, I would say Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is I had the opportunity when she came here to Minnesota to listen to her. And there were so many like ahas and there were so many things like, man, I ran into that as well. Yeah. Um, to be able to spend the day at, and I would just say, how would I spend the day? Of course, you know, we're women, we have to shop. <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> so right, I, I would love to do like a lunch. Um, And then, you know, we go shopping and then then have lunch and just literally just have a kickback, Um, you know, because it's winter, I would say by the fireplace um, or even a coffee shop and just pick her brain on just what it really meant. And she shared a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of, of that in her book Becoming, but to really, you know, like really see who the real michelle is and not Mm -hmm. to say that she was not inauthentic in her book but sometimes when you have a one-on-one with somebody you really get to know you know some of the things that they could not put in the book
0: yeah for sure and
1: how did it feel to be one the first lady of the united states but not only that the first black woman of the united states which i can attest to that Me being the first black dean hired here at North Hennepin Community College and some of the weight sometimes that we carry and being able to have those just chat and chew with her and get insight of what would she um, like to see happen in the next, you know, five to Mm -hmm. to 10 years. And could we partner on something? Because I know she has a love for youth as well. Yeah
0: yeah no that would be a, that would be a great day and if i could come along that would be, I, I like shoot uh and i i would definitely want to be a little uh just a a, a a bug on the wall or whatever they say that bird in the tree so anyway fantastic narita think we could talk all day uh yes, we could. and because <laughs> uh, i've got so many other things that i'll, I'll ask you now when we, when we hit stop but thank you so much for sharing everything that you're sharing, uh, not only with GMCC and our uh, our masterful collaborations podcast here, but really just everything that you're doing with your students and then your clients and just your family and just everybody out there in, in our in our greater Twin Cities metro and beyond uh, to really um, be that you know uh, both literal and figurative sponsor for so many people out there uh it's just uh, it's just uh tremendous and uh we've we've all really enjoyed the last uh the last few minutes getting to, to know you a little bit more so thank you again
1: thank you jeff